0: Welcome back to the Bay Brothers Podcast. Bay Brothers Podcast. Buckle up for an action-packed show with some of the best content in the land. With your hosts, Jack and Andrew.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bay Brothers Podcast. Today is April 10th, 2020, and Andrew, what is going on today?
0: I'm doing well. Um, we got, we're going to do, we're not going to do Final Four today. We got, um, we're just going to break down the new proposal that MLB has for possibly um, moving the league. They're just, they're in, they're talking about it, um, moving the league to solely Arizona There's about 10 spring training stadiums in the Phoenix area, and of course they have uh, Chase Field, which is where the Diamondbacks play. So in total, within about an hour radius, there's about 11 stadiums, and they're proposing that for, you know, four months they could move everything uh, down to Phoenix and, um, you know, sanitize everything, do constant testing with the players to make sure they don't have corona and I don't know, try to have some sort of uh, major league season and salvage what they can. So, Jack, initial thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, the other option they're talking about also is having it in Florida and in Arizona, um, just so it's easier for players with their houses already down there for spring training that a lot of them have. Um, They're kind of familiar with the facilities there. I mean, that's kind of best-case scenario at this time, but if they have to go to only Arizona I mean that'd be great as well too so hopefully by by May they can start up and have those like that three week of like another spring training the exhibition games kind of getting their legs back under them if they can get going by May with the, all the pre stuff and then really by early June you're starting the regular season that'd be I mean that'd be impressive honestly and I don't know if they'll get past though that's that's what I'm worried about I don't be I don't I I the first, like in my opinion or I, I think it's just like for health issues, the C D C and the government's you know, they're they're in the power right now. It's not like the MLB can say like we're gonna start a season, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say this right now. I this is not gonna happen. There's like I I almost we have a better chance of living on Mars, honestly. Like I, I can't see this going on. First off you're asking all the players to leave their families. they can't bring their families along. So they're gonna be gone for what four to five months just alone. Second of all, if they're really gonna keep the you know whole social distance thing, are they gonna have players be like sitting in the stands and like that's how they're gonna be on the bench? Um, are they gonna have to be keeping six feet away at all times? Thirdly, are the base coaches going to have to come up with different signs so they're not touching their faces? Um, fourth, it would be like the NBA. If one person got the got coronavirus and in the MLB, there's obviously a lot. There's a lot more players in the NBA, and you know, a player goes to the grocery store. It just takes one, then the whole league would have to shut down, and that includes umpires, that includes coaches, that includes trainers, that includes all the players, and. Um, just all of the different factors that you would have to lay in here. Um, You know, would people really be wanting to watch this? Um, I'm sure the ratings would be good, but I just don't think there's too many factors that go into play here that I don't think this is going to happen at all.
1: Well, I think you're going a little bit... I think you saying that it's a better chance of living on Mars is a little outrageous. That that was a
0: little outrageous, but I just don't think this is... gonna happen
1: and i understand your points with that but to me it's like if we're if the quarantine is over by june and obviously you know the quarantine might still be over but like social distancing you know could still be intact i i think once the quarantine is over you start the season you go with it even though maybe um you know the government everybody's kind of bringing things back slowly and if mlb can be the first one to come back or something then I think it's fine. Then if one person gets it, then you do shut it down. But if we're able to have the access to baseball and play the game, then let's do it until somebody gets it. I know it's not like the right thing people want to hear, but I don't I don't know. We got to return to our daily lives at some point.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point that we have to return eventually. I just don't know if um, – the. I just don't think the thing in Arizona is like – Logical because I think the main point is that uh, I don't think that MLB would allow people to I don't know if they would allow people to bring their families and I think that'd be a big turn away for the players and after all the players have to want to do this um, and although I guess they would be this is how they would make their money and their revenue but I still think that the players would have to take a big pay cut because forty percent of revenue is from you know ticket sales and concessions and parking and all that and you wouldn't be making that revenue and then i guess the tv sales would probably be there would be more viewers but still i i don't know because during there's a i think we just kind of have to play the waiting game and see how this plays out it's really hard to predict
1: Now, I understand what you're saying with the families. Like, they shouldn't be able to come, and I don't think they would be if this thing ever went through. But yet again, in the regular season, in a normal MLB season, I mean, obviously they're on the road a lot, so they don't see their family then. When they come home, it's very minimal time when they see their family anyway. I know there's a difference. I know they do get to see their family a couple hours of those days um, when they're on a homestand. But again, I mean, like... If, the, if they want to make money, this is the way they're going to have to do it. And I think them being away from their family, usually, is it going to be that much of an impact for them? I can't say yes or no that because I don't know the impact it has on the players. But looking from the standpoint of how much they already get to see their family, that's where I'm like, is it a good enough trade off?
0: But then I also think it's like an ethical issue that MLB would have to face is if they would do this, they would have to be constant testing. Um, and is it, we don't know if there are going to be enough like tests available. Are they going to be having to take tests away from other people who could be vulnerable, who are more vulnerable and who are like older age and have more symptoms than just MLB players who, you know, it's a very rare chance of someone getting it, but there's a definite possibility that someone could get it. So a lot of factors to weigh here.
1: Yeah. And just the, so, you're saying like the older people, as in like the trainers and like managers? And no, coaches no, no, no. Like older,
0: just normal citizens, just not involved. Oh, in baseball. okay. And now we got our recommendation corner for the week. This week we're doing books. I'll start you off with mine. Uh, it's going to be Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I've talked about this book before on the pod, but uh, read this one a few weeks ago. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, very, um, very good author, very well known, um, very smart, a lot of really good ideas. And it's just about how in life people are presented with, you know, opportunities, or they're. Um, it's just very timely, and that's part of the equation of why they are super successful in life. It's just not based on hard work and um, you know, that's how you get your tier success or raw talent. It's also about the timing of things. For example, 17 out of 25 NHL players are born in the months of January, February, March. It's just because at a younger age, they're, uh, you know, they're bigger and stronger just because they're older than um, other people in their age group. And then, they get better coaching then. They get on better teams, better coaching, and that coaching allows them just to be better as they get older, and then they get on better teams, and it kind of works like that. So it's kind of a cycle. There are a lot of examples. They include Bill Gates, the Beatles, um, everything like that, and how you can't just factor in talent and hard work um, when you're looking at someone's success.
1: All right. Um, before I give mine, you talked about the, the hockey stat with the – um, the months they were born. I want to give a baseball stat. another odd baseball stat, kind of like that. So in 1982, 49 of all Major League Baseball players were were born and raised in the state of California.
0: Forty nine percent,
1: pretty much half the MLB players. Wow. And
0: what was the age group of then, or what was the
1: 1982? Wow. So I mean, now now. Um, there's been a lot of development with Latin American players and from Puerto Rico, Cuba, Venice like all those places and stuff. but just think about then it's just all about because there's no indoor facilities created then there's no you know it was just all outside for cold weather kids they had to wait to those four or five months of the year. All right, but for my uh, for my book I'm gonna go with, uh, Ahead of the Curve by Brian Kenny. This is probably my favorite book of all time. I've read it twice um, in the last three years. And I love this book. Um, Open my eyes from an analytical standpoint of baseball. I consider and most would consider Brian Kenny to be on the Mount Rushmore of uh, analytics in baseball being one of those um, top people there and the way he presents the game and challenges a lot of the, the norms of baseball is really eye-opening and I think bring he brings a lot of attention to himself because he's very provoking and uh, he likes to go against the grain a lot. He zigs whenever he zags and he zags whenever he zigs. That's just kind of his persona um, so I'd really admire his work that is done for the game of baseball
0: yes and um did you see the video with him and jason stark about their all-time winning team I have not.
1: no what do you mean like their all-time winning team? i would highly
0: like... recommend um i think it's like clutch players like uh people with great stats in the postseason but they just composed in infield and like a pitcher and it was just it's really fun to do yeah. lists like that with uh hall of fame players and um, I'm doing a strato league right now with Hall of Fame players, so very exciting stuff.
1: All right, and that's all the time we have today for the Bay Brothers podcast. Uh, today we'll close out with roses, but before we give you that, once again, our email is baybrothers2018 at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at baybrothers1 and at underscore 2 and at Jack. Uh, All of that will be linked below, but for now, we'll leave you with roses, and we will see you tomorrow. All right. Um, before I give mine, you talked about the the hockey stat with the um, the months they were born. I want to give a baseball stat, another odd baseball stat, kind of like that. So in nineteen eighty two, forty nine percent of all Major League Baseball players were were born and raised in the state of California. Forty nine percent, pretty much half the MLB players. Nineteen eighty two. So I mean now now um, there's been a lot of development with Latin American players and from Puerto Rico, Cuba, Venice, like all those places and stuff. But just think about then it's just all about because there's no indoor facilities created. Then there's no you know it was just all outside for cold weather kids. They had to wait to those four or five months of the year. All right, but for my uh, for my book, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Ahead of the Curve by Brian Kenny. This is probably my favorite book of all time. I've read it twice um, in the last three years, and I love this book. Um, Open my eyes from an analytical standpoint of baseball. I consider, and most would consider, Brian Kenny to be on the Mount Rushmore of uh, analytics in baseball being one of those um, top people there, and the way he presents the game and challenges a lot of the the norms of baseball is really eye opening. And I think bring he brings a lot of attention to himself because he's very provoking and uh, he likes to go against the grain a lot. He zigs whenever he zags, and he zags whenever he zigs. That's just kind of his persona. Um, so I'd really admire his work that is done for the game of baseball. I have not, no. What do you mean, like, the all time winning team? Like, yeah. All right. And that's all the time we have today for the Bay Brothers podcast. Uh, today we'll close out with roses, but before we give you that, once again, our email is baybrothers2018 at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at baybrothers1 and at underscore 2 and at dcjack. Uh, all of that will be linked below, but for now, we'll leave you with roses, and we will see you tomorrow.